Buckets. And, and, That's the name of my boat, Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Buckets. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. It's mercy if y'all don't know. It's mercy if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pin and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly, you, pretty girl, dunk it in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Keep the gameplay, you want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. Yeah, out of town. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. Woo! We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Buckets. I am Matt. He is Vish. Vish. One tournament down, two more to go, or what? Yes, the uh, the undefeated season is still going, so we're happy about that. You know, gotta keep that dream alive. Indiana's 1976 team better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I don't know if you heard the same rumor too, but um, I heard that after this after this game, that uh, you know, they had a wedding after in that same ballroom, <laughs> and Coach L actually crashed the wedding and showed off showed off those dance moves. I don't. Uh, I, I, heard, I mean, you can't confirm or deny though these these uh, rumors. You know, we just we're just here to report, and you know, you guys can figure out if that's true or not. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was it was it was a great game. Um, I mean, he might have said in the post game press conference, "It's good to recover because we can fly back tonight." But I'm gonna leave that to one side. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> Bill, I'm actually always saying the dark. I'm oh, just man. in Miami, so you can see oh, more yeah. of it behind me. Um, um, I'm always just, I usually just have a ring light on because the way the backlights it starts reflecting and the way the, the lighting is. you don't is, look like a ghost. Um, no, it's I do. Dark, it's not dark enough I yet, am. but <laughs> yeah. Once it oh, gets yeah, dark, you got, you got the, the sun. You, yeah, you got the sun going on. Yeah, with the overhead light here, it would actually like go into the camera. So the only the only light I have in this room is right here, and if I turn that on, it's gonna. You'll get you'll get a Danny Gillette thing happening. <laughs> By the way, tune into Six Rings Kane at eight thirty, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, top ten. We are now top ten. Um, still underranked, but that's fine. After we beat Kentucky, we'll be in the top yeah. five, right? Yeah, they'll drop Kentucky out of the top twenty-five. Probably is the way these things are going. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, it's a trophy. It is a trophy, and it and just for everyone, it is actually. I mean, we're obviously joking about Coach Hill crashing a wedding, but um, it is. It was in the Hyatt Hotels ballroom. <laughs> it's so actually where of, the game was. One one of the one of the one of the group chats I'm in. Um, they were they were commenting. They're like, "Oh, well, we didn't even get to see the trophy, like, because you know the feed." cuts yeah. off and i was like oh you actually don't win a trophy in this one you actually win a timeshare opportunity <laughs> it is hilarious it's like you, you tried to get married in the bahamas like not you can't do it that weekend they're playing basketball <laughs> in the ballroom <laughs> well 
Well, you yeah. guys basketball heads, because uh, would you like to have uh, your reception be the uh, actual basketball games? Because well, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing a women's tournament there this week, so they're still the barroom is still occupied. So if you're looking to get in, well, there, yeah, and then don't they have they have another one for men's too, right? Um, they well, so let's pause and uh, you know acknowledge Melissa's existence as she is continuing to uh. <clears throat> work way too much <laughs> so but but melissa will be on tomorrow for buckets we'll talk a little bit more about the kentucky upcoming kentucky game and then definitely the women have a, have a tournament they're hosting this weekend so shout out to uh to melissa um she's somewhere eating chick-fil-a i guess um <laughs> enjoy the bland chicken so is the other men's tournament i know we would back on topic um was that in the same location I am not sure at all, to be 100% honest with you. I know, I think there's another venue they have, so I'm not sure. Maybe I think there's Kings. an actual basketball, like, gym. I won't call it an arena, but I think there's actually a gym. Yeah, no, I remember watching <laughs> one. There was one, the one last year. Um, I was watching it last year, and they, they uh, yeah, see, it's the other resort. That's what, I knew Kane's Cats Heat was going to know. Um, yeah, shout out to him. We got some. We got regular listeners and a co-host in the chat, so <laughs> there we go. That's how we do it. But yeah, and actually, when they showed the ballroom, and I was like, "No wonder it was so expensive." Yeah, it might be Atlantis. And I was like, "No wonder it was so expensive to go this thing." That's what it is. It's Battle for Atlantis. That's why. I think that's. A, I think we played in that before. I think that's an actual basketball gym. Yeah. No. It's no. It's an actual gym. It's not a a, a ballroom. Yeah. That, I mean, I didn't realize when did, did you know it was a ballroom before like we showed up there and I'm like, wait, this is like actually Well, to be honest with you, I haven't really paid attention to this Bahamar one because it's always like four teams. You know, right. so it's like a smaller of them. I'd always watch the Battle for Atlantis, like the Maui Invitational, all those ones. So I had no idea. I thought it was gonna be in the same place as the Battle for Atlantis, because when you watch that one, it looks like it's in an actual you know what I mean, like not stadium, but like you know, venue that's meant for sporting events or other things, you know, but, um, but yeah, I was not expecting this. Yeah. I, I saw initially, and I was doing the Twitter for our account on Friday and the first guy was like, I hate this camera angle. And I didn't realize why, I mean, I knew it would be a little bit weird, but I didn't realize why. And you actually, they do do a good job of framing it for TV because you don't realize that, like, the side behind the camera is literally a stage where they host events, and there's, like, yeah. a few folding chairs there, and that's it. So it almost looks like, what, well, maybe this is, like, around arena. And then the kids played on that court, man. They're getting a view of God knows what, like, behind the camera, because it's, it's literally, like, it's, like, a stage before when you're hosting an event and stuff. It's a ballroom, so. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a surprise that all four teams kind of struggled shooting the first the first yeah, day. The first game, it's a yeah. different experience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that. And then uh, shout out to my guy, Justin Antwell, who's actually the Penn State broadcaster. He's a UM grad. He used to cover our baseball news there. That's why I know him. Um, he kind of, because he showed, because Penn State's women's team is playing in the tournament that started, like, I think today. So he kind of did a panoramic of the whole ballroom. I'm looking at this. I was like, you got to be kidding me with this thing. <laughs> like, this is straight up. It's actually, and then like the. The, the ceiling is just hilarious. I mean, it's just, uh, the, is, like, molding. In the, this is, yeah, this is, just, it? this is magic, man. This is 
This is amazing. You have one of the best teams in the country played in this thing, but all right. <laughs> this is going to be one of those, how it started, how it's going things when we're in the final four. You're Go for playing in that and then playing in a football stadium. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, the exact it's... opposite. The, the football stadium was, yeah. That That's was... also horrible, by the way. If you've never been to the uh, to the final four and actually seen basketball in a football stadium, it's awful. Yeah, it's don't make the play. same mistake I made. Well, first of all, don't sit. Realize where you're sitting because I sat with a bunch of UConn fans. Second of I all, I ended up in that San Diego State section. Yeah, actually, you know where I sat because you spent the. First yeah, you were in the San Diego State. I was in like the corner, like it was. You think you're going to be closer, but like, oh my god, you're so far away. I yeah. couldn't tell what was even really happening. Yeah, the the key is, you know, obviously lower down's a better view, but sit within the frame of the court even if you have to go it's yeah. better to sit higher up within the frame of the court than to sit in the end zones because you cannot see shit from there yeah <laughs> so 100%. that is the lesson learned because those seats will be more expensive because they're lower deck and you can't see a damn thing yeah so you want to like you'd rather be all the way up in the upper deck within the frame of the court it was like be better from there i was in that corner section and then there was a section below us still then there was the student section, and then there was the actual court, which was – it was crazy. Nice. Yeah. With, oh, you sat with the Canes, the, the Canes section. So that – yeah, there were two of them. Like, if you sat with the one behind the uh, basket, that was also pretty far away. We got to understand, Matt's behind that. <laughs> it was so bad. Sitting with the UConn fans made it even worse. Huh. Yeah, no, my seats were good. I could see, I could see. Yeah, they were. I was there for a little bit. I got to <laughs> sit with you for. I could see all the losing from there, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, seeing it wasn't a problem, but I don't think I would drop that level of uh, money. That was a uh, an impulse buy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are very expensive, and I kind of know this. <laughs> so yeah because you guys were looking at them and they were but i mean we weren't that far off of you know towards the back of the hundreds dead center it was we were we were i think we were we were in the middle i think we were just off of dead center and and it was yeah it was about halfway up and it was uh yeah i don't think i would drop that kind of cash on that game again maybe uh but you live and learn right like now we know where there are market opportunities yeah Again, higher up in in the frame of the court is where you want to, wherever you sit, whatever your budget is, make sure you're on the sides within the frame of the court, and you'll be able to see a lot better because it just keeps going and going and going at the ends, (laughs) and you realize you're like a mile away from the court. Um, Although didn't I think we looked this up? They played football like a NASCAR (laughs) thing once, and it's like you can't see stuff there either. Oh yeah, this yeah, yeah. Anyway, back on topic. We won a championship. Um, oh yeah, we did. Oh nice, Kane's cats. He hit up the uh, hit up the the Texas Motor Speedway in Dallas too. There you go. I was I was you know I was a better shooting against LSU away from going back and forth multiple times. So. <laughs> um, because the because the women's final four was in Dallas, so that was definitely a. In an actual basketball arena. <laughs> uh, an so, actual basketball well, arena. Well, I mean, because, again, a basketball arena, you can get the worst seat in there. It's still designed to see the court. Yeah. But whereas 
<laughs> most of the seats in a football stadium are not designed to look right in between what's essentially like what the 30 yard line to 30 yard line is the size of a basketball yeah. court <laughs> so you're you're gonna you're gonna completely disagree with me because i i feel like i know your uh take on this place but i really want to see us play in one of those uh like the main event ones that are in vegas I mean, I don't even. I'm not really disagreeing with you. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't have all the, the Vegas experience you do. Oh well, weekend. no, I thought I thought you weren't a fan of Vegas. That's why. I'm kind of indifferent to it. It's way out there. Oh, like, I don't really go there. Oh yeah, no, it is out there. <laughs> I want to play in one of those Vegas tournaments because it's a really cool experience. I've been to a few of them, um, but but yeah, that would be awesome. We'll see. Oh, I didn't even realize the women's tickets were that expensive. That'll be interesting for this year. Although we might be able Dang. to get those, I think we get from the school, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think that we can, we might be able to to do something. Um, all right, you know, Melissa's not even here. We can't even blame her for the tangents. Um, so that was, in, well, that was for her. We did yeah, it for her. Yeah, it wasn't enough for a full episode. Might have to do some more BSing later. But anyway, let's let's get back onto this this game. Okay. Again, I I can't remember. We were talking before. We were talking before. It's Canes don't play again for another well, oh, from for another eight days now. But you know, nine days from that. So, um, um, oh, we absolutely dominate the tournament. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit. But what I'd like to kind of start with a little bit is what. So we did. If you guys didn't didn't hear, Matt and I did do a post game after Georgia. So we kind of broke that game down. So definitely go check that out on our podcast feed, but we're going to kind of focus on the final here. Um, what, what, did, what did you, other than the fact that Nigel could have just pulled up from, I guess the, the hotel lobby, thrown it through the, well, uh, through the, through the entrance to the bar, okay, into the hoop. And well, it first of all, it, but. that, that, that three that he made, cause I think he just made, he, it's on, he made one in the second half, right? Yeah, just mostly one or the two. first half he lit him up. So, yeah. But that one that he made in the second half was the one he made from like, a ridiculous like Damian Damian Lillard range like past the NBA right it was like when the shot clock was about to expire and he it was just, like, there was one up. of those there was also another one where like there was a loose ball rolling into the yeah. corner and he just like picked it up and shot it one yeah that was in the first half I remember <laughs> yeah. that one oh okay, he, the one in the second half yeah that was yeah. Just, like yeah that was that was like it a was just from half court type of thing it was just ridiculous, but I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. There's there's something about watching someone that's locked in and as a shooter, um, just totally, you know, with that mentality and whatnot. Because I mean, they started picking him up defensively and, from full court, like. And this is why the other teams we we've been talking about this. The other teams we played have been doing that from the jump. Yeah, they knew they knew this would happen, and Kansas State did not get the memo. They let our boy cook. Yeah. So I think too, um, yeah, he was absolutely cold, man. That was ice cold, ice in his veins. Um, what did he? He had twenty at the half, right? With like six, I think yeah, he made six I'll, I'll threes get, in I'll the get, first. I'll get the box loaded up here. Yeah, so. get the box up. But yeah, no, he was he was on fire, and I thought the whole team really, you know, came in focus. Like, I mean, that game was over very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I went and I said that in our group chat, you all got mad, but they, it was over. Well, no, it's, it, <laughs> I think there was like 13 minutes left. The game I was like, Nigel just ended this game. This thing is over. And you're like, wait a jinx. And I'm like, I'm I'm very comfortable with this. We're kicking well, this dude's butt. They could not keep up with us in transition at all. And when you're not making shots 
And, you know, I think, I mean, in the first half, we did a good job rebounding at least. I think they only had three offensive rebounding, offensive rebounds. Um, we were able to get out in transition. We forced some uh, some turnovers as well. That really got us going. Um, yeah, only eight in the second half. Yeah, they started falling, and that just opens the court up for everyone else. It is really a pick-your-poison thing. Yeah. We scored 90 points again. Like, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think we've kind of – it's almost – we've almost gotten – used to it now the number of points we're routinely putting up is insane <laughs> yeah i do think i mean second half they brought it back right a little bit i thought i mean i thought it was a mix of you know obviously we had some fouls i think they had like 10 free throws they made in the second half uh they had more offensive rebounds and whatnot um i think we got you know relaxed a little bit uh and i do think too like after having someone that's so hot i think nigel took I think he had 12 of our last 14 points in the first half. When you have a guy that's just cooking like that, and then he kind of not so much like cools down, but they hone in on him and he's not getting open looks. It's kind of, you know, hard in a rhythm standpoint offensively to adjust to that um, when you're, you know, every other guy. Um, but I was proud with how our bench played too. Um, I don't think that the drop off to, uh, to the guys coming in was that significant i thought Keyshawn had probably his best game oh, for sure yeah um easily he rebounded the ball for us pretty well uh five points five rebounds he had in two assists in 14 minutes he had that corner three i think uh norchad kicked it out to him or something that's yeah. the kind of shot i want to see him take right um at least until his, he gets more comfortable. He almost made one from deep. He did his like Nigel impression and almost took one from like NBA range. Um, but oh, can you pin that comment? Kane's Cats Heat. I was just about to talk to him, talk about him. Uh, Chris Watson is honestly a lockdown defender on the bench. I've, I've been really impressed. I love the physicality he plays with and whatnot. I think the offense will come a little bit. We saw it a little bit last game. He had those two drives to the basket that were really physical. But he doesn't he knows what his role is. You know, he's going to lock down. He's going to guard. You know, he he guarded Tyler uh, Perry for this whenever um, Bensley Joseph was out. And I think I thought he did a really good job. Um, but, you know, he knows his role. I think the offense is going to come. He's getting more comfortable on the floor. So I'm excited for him and, you know, A.J. Casey as well. If you want to talk about A.J. Casey, I don't want to keep going about all these guys. I mean, there was the three guys that we really got. I mean, that was a hell of a minute from Jakai, but really, I think we're talking about three guys that that made a contribution. AJ Casey has stepped up really big, and he's also in this game. He played next to Norchad a bit and played the four mm -hmm. too, which is something we've been wanting to see. There were definitely some experimental lineups um, at points here because, again, that's the luxury you have when you, when you build a big lead. So we definitely had. I think I think it was at one point it was Watson and. And Casey and Norchad were out there together. That's a pretty yeah. uh <laughs> that's a lineup, all right. Um, and so I think I think because I think again we had the luxury of having a big lead where where he could experiment some because you know what you don't want to do is down the road have people get into foul trouble and have that be the first time that you have to put yeah. something like that out there. So getting them some miss. You know, AJ Casey's been so the way you described Chris Watson kind of, you know, to me fits him as well, just knows his role knows where to be on the court, knows which shots to take, knows not to force it. His defensive positioning is light years ahead of last year. Last year he was constantly out of position, struggled, and this year he's 
he knows where he knows what he's doing out there, and and that's why he's got the minutes and Nwoko hasn't, frankly, because yeah. he went with Nwoko first, I think, because he is bigger and more of a natural center type, and he just he just didn't 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 look comfortable out there. And Casey, I mean, there's a big difference there, and so Casey was kind of grabbed those minutes and. Norchad finally did not get into foul trouble, so we actually got to play enough minutes where we didn't have to force Casey to play a lot as much center, which allowed him to play some of the four as well. Yeah, when well, I think you you saw too, Norchad's we've already seen Norchad's ability to put the ball on the floor, right? But he did it against these, you know, these uh, these two big men, and it was really impressive. You know, he basically just got to the rim whenever he wanted. And when when he's out there, when we have our starting group, anyone can take their guy off the dribble. So that's something that, I mean, I don't even know how many teams have that. And as uh, more than that, it's, it's it's he's he's clearly worked on his shooting. And three point percentage is actually not great this year, but he looks a lot more comfortable <laughs> taking those shots. Um, and then the other thing is because of that they're having to play him out there. Um, you're definitely seeing it in the free throw shooting from him this year in terms of his percentages are way up. This is as a team. I feel like they all worked on free throws and making shots to just elevate the the game and it shows up on the court. And yeah, like we're, we're basically impossible to guard. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at Norchad's free throws, like you said, nine out of 10, like that was was making them at the end of the game. Yeah. That was at the end of the game to seal it. Yeah. So and, and that's something how many teams have their center, you know, getting fouled, getting to yeah, 90%. It's, it's crazy. And, and again, I think it's just something he's worked really hard on. It it shows up. And I yeah. think I actually think that th- his three point percentage is gonna catch up to the way he's his stroke is much better, his release is much better, and it'll catch up to it too, which is why they're keeping encouraging him to shoot it. He must have more attempts this year than he did all of last year at this point. I haven't looked, but if it's not, it's gotta be close to it. Um, I think it's probably about equal. Right. And it, yeah. So maybe it's not quite there. And yet, it's only but, five games in. So, right. So, I mean, so I think all of that work on shooting is forcing them out onto the court. And then, like you said, anyone can get to the rim. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm trying to think of like anything that. Did Matthew Cleveland any... really not have a rebound? I'm looking at these stats. I guess. I mean, I know, I'm assuming they're not lying. Um, <laughs> let me see. I have the other one. Uh, he put up a very quiet 15 no, points he, and seven to ten shooting. A lot of, um, I want to say, a lot of his uh, his points came in the um, transition in the second half, right? Yeah, well, right. yeah, because he hit. I, oh no, maybe that was the first half when he hit that. Was it? It wasn't in the first half. No, yeah, he hit a three in the first half, but. He kind of had some baskets when we were when we were struggling yeah. in the second half because he hit some of those mid range shots. So that mid range yeah. that he has is yeah. Money. No, he's I mean again seventy percent made his three. I just he literally he did not grab a board. Okay, and it's so crazy. <laughs> I didn't even realize that Bensley only had three points because it felt like I mean yeah. he impacted the game so much more than just you know what I mean. And just you look at that stat line and I feel like it doesn't reflect fully. You know. Yeah, and. uh Kane's cats, he is referring to him as Pat Bev, but um jokingly he knows the difference. But um um so he's saying he's the most improved player. Boy, there are a lot of candidates here. Improved player? I mean, Ooh. definitely, definitely in terms of scoring, 
he has gone from kind of a negative to to a positive there. Um, yeah, his his show shot off him. dribble has improved like so much. That was something that was not in his game at all. I think even even just his ability to to get to the basket too, because he has this little runner now. Before it was just he would slash and you know if he had an open layup and transition he'd kind of make it. Um, but no, yeah, his scoring abilities become more well rounded for sure. Yeah, so but dude, all right, it's early days, five games in. Who is our most improved player? Because uh Kane's got he has thrown his uh thrown his hat, hat, hat in the ring there for uh for Bensley. Mm, most I, improved. I still player. gotta go with Woga, and he did say it's hard to say, you know, anyone. I think Woga. it's yeah, I, I think it's Woga. close. Woga. I think it's either Wuga or Bensley. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I think because I think Wuga's even taken a step up, like defensively. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think he's no, he's even and, better uh, defensively. Yeah, and and, and yeah, it's, it's, I mean the the meltdown against Kansas is kind of infamous at this point. But uh, oh god! Although look, he kind of had a similar against UConn. <laughs> Wasn't as overt, but Coach O yanked him out of the game and did not put him back in. Most of the second half, he sat on the bench. Yeah, it was so, Harlan that played for him, right? Harlan played, and then after Pax shoe exploded, he still didn't get in the game. Which is which is crazy that like that just that just wasn't our day. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I'd still go with Wugga, but Benzie's a good shout. Like that, the fact that he can he's he's very consistent on hitting like these pull up baseline jumpers is like insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> Like the hell even is that? Like I wouldn't trust him to just shoot an open jumper last year. Now he's like pull it up off the dribble and you expect it to go in. Yeah. No, it's it's true. So let me ask you then, because I saw this on I don't know if you ever watch um Field of 68. It's like a college basketball um podcast with like Jeff Goodman, John Fanta, some of the other guys. No, and, I don't. I don't. So okay, you're, you're gonna um, me. So, oh, I got to give credit to Bill and um, Jackson too. They were the ones that really um, brought this up to me and stuff. So Jeff Goodman was basically talking about he's not sure about Miami because of our depth, right? And we really basically saying we don't have a bench at all, and um, you know he couldn't really see us making a run in the tournament because of that lack of depth when, you know, last year we 
made a run. Um, you know, they reference bench minutes and whatnot. I mean, that's, that's, but, that's two years of not having a bench and making a run. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. So, but let me ask you though, do you, how likely is this? Cause I'm going to reframe this. How likely is this, that this is our best bench that we've had in the, out of the past three years by the end of the season. By the end of the season. So last year, really the only, yeah, last year it was it was Bensley and, and Beverly that you trusted to yeah. be solid off the bench unless I'm missing someone. Because obviously our, our boy would play, but, you know, it was like I can't our, even watch that. Our boy? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana's finest. Um, and then, uh, you know, AJ Casey and to the extent he played favor here were not. Yeah, I, I mean, Phil named him, but yes, our boy. Um, huh. I mean, when he would come in, it'd be like, all right, he's got to play, but it was not like any chance. I mean, you're just hoping to survive. Um, and then same thing with Casey and in, in favor era last year. So really it was the guys you're like, okay, this guy can actually come in and provide something. It was really Beverly and, and, and Bensley. Yeah. So, so I, I, th- I, th- I think on net, I think we have more. We have, I think we have more options that you could, and, and we got to see how it develops. But I think the three guys that got double digit minutes right now, if they can continue to play at that level, is stronger than than oh, collectively than our bench last year. Um, and I think there's more versatility as well, because um, we can we can throw all like we can throw all sorts of lines out there. Actually, we talked about this in the in the um in the preseason preview show um because you know our starters are so versatile like Bensley can obviously run point if we need to give Nigel a rest you know Cleveland can play the four or the three Wooga can play the two or the three having Watson that can also play the two or the three Keyshawn that can play the three or the four Casey that can play the four or the five like we can play all sorts of different lineups so that versatility we didn't really have last year because Bensley kind of has to play we have to come in for Nigel, right? Last year, that was about it. We didn't have any like vers- flexibility there. Um, so I think there's more flexibility. And then two years ago, I feel like we had no, it was Wilga and Bensley, <laughs> the version. Kane's got, he was talking about that melted down against um, against Kansas was the whole bench, really. And they were true freshmen that, that needed. So yeah, I, I would say it's probably. Yeah, the last three years is probably our strongest bench, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I do... I don't think they're really watching us play a lot, I think. That's what I was going to say. So I think I they're looking like... for reasons to be skeptical skeptical about us because we are a program with very little history that has now gone to the Elite Eight and the Final Four and won the ACC in the last two years. Well, and that's why... this band is playing at a high level, right? And... I wish we tweeted this out, but two wins against Big 12 teams and a win against an SEC team out of the five wins. I doubt any other program has three power five wins already. So certainly not any of the top teams. And so, no, they're trying to figure out why Miami isn't – if this was Duke or North Carolina, we'd be ranked in the top two or three, and everyone would be saying this team is going to be a disappointment if they don't make the final four. And instead, it, they turn it on its head and say, what, what can I find that's wrong with this team? And – I mean, look, the size is an issue for sure. That is our, if, if we run into a team where it takes several things, though, for that to cost us, right? One, we have to not be shooting well and playing well offensively. 
Um, because that's always a trade-off we make. As Matt said earlier, that's fine if you have a big that's going to go in the post and try to pound it. That guy is going to have to guard Norwich head on the perimeter, right? And so we make that trade-off. But if the shots aren't going in like in the Final Four game, that's when it can really bite us in the ass because that's when it's like, okay, now – because it is easier for a team with size to score in the paint, right? That's something that if they have legitimate post-up size and skill – they can score consistently in there. And if we're not making our shots, it, it is, becomes a challenge. But that is really the only thing I really see here. And, yeah, that's 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 a part and parcel of that, right, right Bill? The, the, we're not going to be a high-metric team defensively because we push the pace, and that is the way we play. So, I mean, I'm going to yeah. date myself, and uh, this is way before Matt's time. But they actually did the same thing to Arkansas in, in the late 80s and early 90s when they were coming up and – for those that aren't familiar, Arkansas was one of the basketball powers in the 90s. Won a championship, was repeatedly in the Final Four um, under Nolan Richardson. And the way they would play, and we didn't have all the advanced metrics out there, but the way they would play was they would just pick up full court. They would full court press. They'd play a million miles an hour. They'd play up and down. They would jack up threes. They'd have guys pull up from half court. Back in the old college three-point line, too, where it's like no one even really stepped to the NBA line. And they would just play up and down. And everyone's like, you can't win this way, you can't. And then they did. Um, and that and 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 it was because it was non-traditional. You know, back then it's like you get a center, you throw the ball inside. That's how you win basketball games. And they're like, no, we're gonna play really athletic, we're gonna run people at you. They called it 40 minutes of hell because they would just pick up full court and work the crap out of the opponents, and they had a ton of success doing it. And everyone spent a lot of time explaining why that doesn't work and why that can't work and why that won't be allowed to work because, you know, they don't have Eric Montross like North Carolina does. And it's the same thing again. We're playing very different from everyone else. And it's hard to explain why we're good. But then you watch us play. It's like, we're really effing good. It's like, this is real, like and that's kind of, you know, but it's, it's not the way that they're used to seeing teams be good. And I think that's what they're struggling with. And, of course, the name on the jersey matters too. Yeah. I answered your question. You want to answer mine? What about the bench? What are you thinking? For the bench? Yeah, like how do you feel about our bench? Oh, no, I'm honestly – I'm really glad to see that Keyshawn – We know, needed that. We did need that. Yeah. The, the two-man bench wasn't going to get it done. Having a third no. option there will. And and I thought it was – I mean, I love that Coach L still obviously you know has confidence in him for a reason, right? He's seen it in practice. Um it was much needed for him for his confidence moving forward. I think like once we get to ACC play and stuff, you know, if he's comfortable offensively and, you know, he, he has an impact on defense. I think he's, you know, a pretty solid defender, um, good rebounder too, because of his size, him and Chris Watson coming off the bench, like defensively as guards, just mentioning them too. Like that's a different look. <laughs> You have a guy that's 6'8 and a guy that's 6'7 that can guard, you know, I mean, Watson can at least guard the point guard. That That's that's crazy. Um, I really think that by the end of the season, the bench is going to be a real positive, and I think it's going to be the best bench that we've had, you know, going back to the, I can't even remember. So uh, Kane's got – he says 13-14, which I believe was – I think you're probably talking 12-13, which was the team that won the ACC. I think it was 12-13. 
That was when Ryan Brown and um, who else? Um, so, well, so it was um, it was depending on on who was starting. It was either Reggie Johnson or oh, yeah. Gamble because of because yeah. we had Kaji at the four. Shout out to Melissa. Um, and uh, so the other one would play the five, and then the other one's coming off the bench. So. But I yeah. don't know that anyone else got a lot of. I'd have to go look at that roster. Did Jakiri play that? Because that was Jakiri's freshman yeah, year. Yeah, no, he, he wasn't. Really he wasn't that playing much, right? that year. Garius Adams was there, but I feel like he got injured and we lost. No, him. I don't think he played that. Yeah, year. I, think he, I think that's why I think he, he got injured, in, like in the preseason, didn't play. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the. I think I think Eric Swope might have played a decent amount for that team. After, after you all, uh, after you all made fun of me for live googling, I heard that. By the way, um, I am going to be doing that right now. There you go. <laughs> to figure that out yeah gamble off the bench was was or and reggie johnson actually was off the bench a lot that year too they kind of alternate that's that's starter quality off the bench trey mckinney jones was a starter the starters were larkin duran mckinney jones kaji and then either gamble or reggie johnson depending on the game the other one come off the bench i think it was more gamble starting actually than 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 reggie johnson and then um yeah and then and then, and then and then ryan brown was the was the uh, other other kind of when I felt got major <clears throat> minutes, but now I am now I am curious and we'll have to to risk uh, risk you all making fun of me again. To uh, all right, I'm just pulling up the cumulative individual statistics. So in terms of minutes played, yeah, those were that was it. Um, and yeah, actually, Ryan Brown played more minutes than than Reggie Johnson and. Uh, Julian Gamble, interestingly. I would not oh, have got wow. that. Um, but Julian Gamble, yeah, Julian Gamble started thir- 28 of 36 games. Reggie Johnson started nine of the 26 he played. I remember he got injured twice. Yeah, but the starters were pretty locked. It was Larkin, Duran, Kaji, McKinney Jones, and mostly Julian Gamble. And then Ryan Brown and Reggie Johnson mostly off the bench. The next highest minute getter is Jakiri, but significantly lower down. Yeah. Shout out Eric Swope though. Yeah, Eric Swope was there. Cool he guy. he also got he also got a, a chunk. I mean, he played 160 minutes of course on the course that season, which isn't. He uh, I had him. I had him. Average five minutes a game. So I had him on one of the past podcasts, but he's a California cane. Gotta love it, West Coast cane baby. Yeah, he averaged five minutes a game. Rafael Acquajori averaged four. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he, he's the one that does. Uh, is it MMA now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And Antonio Jakiri averaged six, but yeah. So it was. It was. I mean, I would say quality wise, you know, because you basically have a sixth starter. Uh, um, but um, um, I think this there's more options here. Yeah, I'm in Miami, and and if I turn the light on in this room, it's like behind me, and it'll blind the camera. So I am. Uh, what about I am, like I am I've got the ring light on and you're getting the back background black background as much as I'd love to keep talking about former teams well I was thinking like what about the the teams with like um back like it's a 2017 2018 with like uh like Bruce Brown Jaquan and stuff because I think didn't they DJ, started though right so well like didn't no but like didn't like DJ Vasilovich come come off the bench Anthony Lawrence started, I think. Uh, Chris Likes came off Martin. the bench on that team. Well, that might have been the year before he got there. Oh, you're, talking about the, you're talking about the team that got worked by Michigan State. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
Well, I mean, no, that was that. That's the team you're talking about. Yeah, or maybe I was thinking the wait, because what year would have? Because Chris likes would have been the next year or a year after. Okay, even. so the year before, um, likes was there. It was actually um, it was Lawrence and uh, Dewan splitting starts. Kamari mm. Murphy, Bruce Brown, Jaquan, and Davon started. So then off the bench, the the primaries were DJ and um, Azundu. Oh yeah, Azundu. And and yes, yes, our boy Rodney Miller was there. Shout out Rodney Miller. We're gonna have him on after one of these games. Rodney, Rodney put the work in, man. Um, so the next year was the one where obviously we started. How did? did was, it's interesting. Lonnie only started 18 of 32 games that he played in. Well, because didn't did Anthony Lawrence start ahead of him? Is that well, why? Well, he, he started most of the year, though. I'm trying to figure out who's or DJ. Just... It looks like DJ might have started. I mean, there was a mix of starters because but the ones that started consistently, Bruce Brown started every game he wasn't injured in. Dewan started every game. Anthony Lawrence started every game, but one Jaquan started every game, but six. Um, that one, this was a good bench. Uh, Wardenberg, Azundu got, got real minutes. Um, whoever wasn't starting basically would call it DJ and Chris likes also. So yeah, this was a good bench. Yeah. There's four, four guys right there. Cause Jaquan, Lawrence, Dewan, Bruce, and, and Lonnie. Although once Bruce got injured, the bench got shrunk, obviously. But yeah, going in with those, those four is probably, that'll do it. Yeah. Cue the socks outro. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks.